Hello, happy post Super Bowl Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you host a Super Bowl party, went to a Super Bowl party, I hope you had a great time. I hope whatever team you're rooting for won. Or if you're just looking for good food, I hope you got that. Got a busy news Monday for you today. The headlight item will be the Utica budget proposed by Mayor Paul Murray. That will take up the majority of the episode. And at the end, we'll cover three different news stories. How Governor Hochul has changed the mask mandate for the state. How Councilmember Devin Moody in Utica is facing assault charges um, and his whole legal situation from that. And we'll close with how ACROP, which we ranked as number two on Marshall Street places to eat, is closing, being replaced with a Popeye's. All right, so let's uh, begin with the headline item, the Utica budget. First, thank you to Jolene Cleaver, who wrote an excellent article for the Rome Sentinel detailing the mayor's proposal. So to begin, let's look at the big numbers. This will be a $74.4 million budget with a proposed no property tax increase. This is compared to a $72.7 million budget last year, which also had a no property tax increase. Now, the mayor said that he was able to increase this budget while having no property tax increase due to a $7 million tax base increase year over year. Related to this in the proposal, the mayor also stated that 800 foreclosed properties are back on the tax payroll since 2012. That's excellent, that's great. That exactly allows for what the, the mayor is looking for or proposing here, the ability to provide more services to grow our police, fire department, public works, pave more roads, while hopefully doing so without raising taxes because there's just more properties, more tax being more tax revenue being generated without having to raise tax rates to do that. The mayor also said that a self and a self-insurance health plan also helped um, keep this budget um, without having a no property tax increase. I think he said that if we didn't do the self-insurance health plan, it would have resulted in 15% higher healthcare costs in this budget, which would have resulted in a 4% um, property tax increase. Luckily, that's not happening. Like we said, no property tax increase in this proposed budget. A little budget breakdown. 66% of, uh, of this budget is for police and fire, which is common. Um, it usually takes up for municipalities. Um, the most of the budget go, does goes towards those public safety departments. Um, they're usually heavy with personnel and a lot of other initiatives. 13% uh, is for public works and 21% is for other. So now that the mayor has proposed it, what does the timeline look like? As I understand it, and as the article from Ms. Cleaver describes it, um, the council has until March 20th to make amendments and you know pass amendments related to this budget. The mayor then has until April 1st, I believe, to respond, so veto those. Um, and then April 1st is the beginning of the fiscal year. Um, so kind of a fast window coming up here, about six weeks to take this you know, template of a proposal and get it into finalized form. I believe last year, though, that what the, the mayor proposed was passed um, with minimal or no changes. Getting a little bit deeper into our fiscal situation in Utica, we had a $2.6 million surplus last year and reserves are now over $11 million. That is not quite what the Government Finance Officers uh, Association wants. They want about $12 million, but we've been going up for the last decade. Mayor Palmieri noted in the article that um, when he entered office in around 2012, the reserves were at negative 15,000. So 
it's nice to see these reserves growing. We're about we're reaching what professionals and a general, you know, this goal is in the industry is to reach a twelve million dollar rainy day fund. So hopefully we can reach that while keeping taxes down and just by increasing our tax base here in Utica. So that wraps up our Utica budget discussion for this part of the podcast. Again, thank you to Miss Jolene Cleaver and the Rome Sentinel. Um, and quick highlights of that again in a recap, no property tax increase, budget going up slightly about $2 million. Um, and we'll have over the next four weeks, the Common Council will have time to make amendments, review it. And this budget will go into effect, hopefully by April 1st, the beginning of Utica's fiscal year. Now on to the other news articles of the week. Governor Hochul um, adjusted her mask mandate. So businesses no longer have to mandatory mask indoors. They're going to leave that up to the local governments who are often leaving it up to the local businesses themselves. So in the past week, we have seen stores such as Wegmans not mandate masks anymore. Uh, municipalities such as Anata County say that they will no longer have a mask mandate for businesses. What this doesn't change it for, though, is transportation services. So buses, I believe buses and trains and planes, especially trains and planes, I think that's governed by the federal level. Um, you're still required to wear a mask. Medical um, buildings, hospitals, doctor's offices, still required to wear a mask. And schools, which is the hot topic. So schools, um, we've seen some protests around the country and around our local area about unmasking children. Governor Hochul said that she will revisit this in a couple of weeks, getting more data. So that might also be repealed for you know mask mandates for schools. I know a lot of schools are, or a lot of parents either want to keep this or don't. Um, there's been some confusion over who decided this. I know some people have been reaching out to the county executives of both Onondaga and Oneida County, asking them to repeal the mask mandate. As I understand they, as I understand it, the counties do not place mask mandates for schools. They can place it for private businesses, but schools are a state level mandate and the only person who can I'll repeal that is Governor Hochul, who, like I said, is looking to make a decision on that in early March. So we'll be looking for news on that in the coming weeks. Next um, article or next news item for this podcast is Councilmember Delvin Moody was charged with third degree assault in a domestic dispute late uh, Sunday night last week, heading into Monday morning. Um, the victim was issued or given a six month protective order from Councilmember Moody. He stepped down as a chairman of the Committee of the Whole. His March 9th is his next court date. This is still a developing court situation. Uh, Moody and his lawyer, Mr. Policelli, in an article asserted his innocence, asserted his misunderstanding. Um, we have not heard directly from the victim other than the police report and the six months protective order. So nothing much more to add to this other than that this is a developing situation. I don't know if I mentioned already that Mr. Moody has stepped down as chairman of the Committee of the Whole of the Council. Um, so this will be developing over the next few weeks, potentially months. And as we learn more, we will report it or you know, gather the information and, and put it on this pod. Finally, we'll close with Acropolis, which I had mentioned. Um, the second best news place or, or second best place to eat on Marshall Street, according to a fun Friday pod a couple of weeks ago. And people agreed with that across the spectrum, alum and current students. And I think the reason for that was it, it was one of the few places open late. If you wanted to get something to eat, 
after 11 p.m., after midnight, around 1 even, you can go to um, Acrop. Great slice of cheese pizza, a wide menu selection. Unfortunately, they are closing, and in its place, we know that a Popeyes will be coming in. While we did say in that podcast that a moving fast food into Marshall Street would be great, we did not mean that at the expense of Acrop. We were hoping they'd come at another location. There are empty spots, I believe, on Marshall Street. So while we are happy to see fast food added to Marshall Street, it is a shame it's coming at the cost of Acrop. I also hope Popeyes is open late because if it's not, there are going to be very few late night options um, available on Marshall Street. And many famous alum have commented on the situation. For example, Carmelo Anthony, perhaps one of our most famous alum, said that he saw what happened and was very sad. So as you can see from uh, not so famous alum like myself to the best that we've had like Carmelo Anthony, everyone's sad to see Acrop is closing. All right, that's our news Monday. I hope that your your mornings are not going too sluggishly, not having too much of a post-Super Bowl food hangover or whatever it might be. Um, but we'll be back with you with a Idea Wednesday. I'm really excited about this one. And of course, another fun Friday. Before we leave, let's do a quick roundup of what we talked about. Utica budget was proposed by Mayor Paul Mary. We'll be monitoring that as the council now makes amendments. Governor Hochul took away the mask mandate for businesses, and we'll be looking to do so with schools in early March. We'll also be monitoring that. Councilmember in Utica, Delvin Moody, stepped down as chairman of the Committee of the Whole after he was charged with third-degree assault in a domestic dispute. Uh, we'll be monitoring that legal situation. And Acropolis Pizza in Syracuse on Marshall Street is closing. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great Monday. Can't wait to see you guys back on Wednesday.